It's time to get your head in the game. Welcome to another episode of Hell Hath No Fury, a how-to series to empower you to help create the big blue wave this November. My name is Anna Maria, and I am host of Sassy Political Coach. It's really important that you and I stay focused on doing all of the things that we can do between now and November, because that's how we're going to create the big blue wave. And when the big blue wave happens, because of what you and I do, then early January, January 3rd, the new Congress takes office. And guess what? I'm telling you, we can then pass legislation to guarantee reproductive freedom, protect the right to privacy, marital equality, and voter rights, pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, and expand the number of justices on the U.S. Supreme Court to balance things out. And these are just a few of the things that we're going to be able to do. The truth is that we can win these political battles that we're facing right now, and your help is going to make all the difference. You have to find something that you can do and do it. Do it as much as you can. Do it as often as you can. As with all things in life that are of any consequence, however, the first step is to get your head in the game, as the saying goes. We all know by now that the consequence of politics is hardly a game. But, but, but you're smart. You, you know, you get my drift. There are really only two places for your head to be. Either in the game, focused, ready to play what's on the field and expecting to win, or someplace where <laughs> the sun fails to shine. Well, I think you're going to figure out where you really want to have your head, right? Good, good. Now, I'm going to share a quote from a movie I really love, The American President. Michael Douglas starred in it as, as, as the president. So here's a part of the speech that he gave toward the end. Quote, we have serious problems to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. And whatever your particular problem is, I promise you, Bob Robinson is not the least bit interested in solving it. He's interested in two things and two things only, making you afraid of it and telling you who's to blame for it, end quote. Man, if that doesn't sound like the Rathuglicans, you know who else it sounds like? Yep, it describes the cynics, doubters, and perpetual pessimists on our side of the fence. You know, the ones who have a million what abouts and what ifs and I'm so worried about and oh my gosh, the latest. Look, worry is a waste of damn time. You, if you can do something about something, well, do it, move on it, make it happen. And if you can't, then simply refocus your attention on what you can do. You have more time than money? Fantastic. Volunteer. You have extra cash? More of that than time? Great. Donate. You got a little or a lot of both? Do both. The addiction to doomsday scenarios is depressing and exhausting, first of all, for the person who's actually engaging in it. And second of all, trust me, for every one of us who are around you, it is exhausting. So please, do yourself a favor and stop. Let me tell you, not one time, not one time has any cynic or doubter or perpetual pessimist ever made good things happen in the political arena for you and me. Not one. Look, it's important for us to inspire determination, perseverance, creativity. We have to have these components because this is what helps us achieve our victories. But the cynics and the doubters and the perpetual pessimists, well, they never have any realistic solutions. Oh, it's what they think. Yeah, 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 who cares what you think? Because you don't have any experience or expertise based on real work. So, you know, they'll just essentially throw sand in the gears, which slows down or even stops the work that you and I are doing. Um, <laughs> and it's the work that we have to do to win. Ah. 
you know, the cynics, the doubters, the perpetual pessimists torpedo our team. And the only beneficiaries are our political opponents. You're damn right, they're happy to watch us tear ourselves apart. Right? Never, <laughs> never interfere when your enemy is committing suicide or whatever it is that the, that, that saying is. Yeah, we have to stop. They are counting. They're counting on you tearing us down. That helps them. Well, we have to stop because, look, I understand that the people, they think that they're doing us a favor. They're not doing a damn favor. They're making themselves feel, feel good about doing zero, zip, nothing, or less than nothing, or near nothing. And, and they, and I know that they don't feel like they're playing for the other team. Well, just because they feel something doesn't make it so. Stop listening to them. Tell them to just be quiet. That, that they have nothing to add that's positive, so just be quiet. And if you're one of those folks, stop. Come on, honey bun, let's just stop it. You know, we need everyone to row the boat in the same damn direction. Row, row, row the boat. Get it? Row as in Roe v. Wade. I saw that on Facebook. I thought it was pretty good. Ain't it cute? Of course it's cute. I'm saying it. Okay, I've given you the tough love part of today's episode. I'm going to turn now to share three words of encouragement. The Georgia miracle. Look, we now have two Democratic U.S. senators from Georgia, neither of whom fit the traditional mold. You know, they're not white Anglo-Saxon Protestant men. We have a young man of Jewish faith, and we have a black preacher from the historic Ebenezer Baptist Church. That is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s church. It's a beautiful place. I've been. The Georgia miracle happened, however, because people did more than talk and more than complain. They prayed, and then they moved their feet which means they did the work that needed to be done. They called voters, knocked on doors, registered voters. They re-registered voters. Because in 2019, that Republican Secretary of State everybody seems to think is all, all that and, you know, a pack of cookies. In 2019, he illegally removed from the voter rolls 200,000 citizens who were properly and legally registered to vote. Part of that Jim Crow 2.0 that's gone nationwide thanks to the Republican Party. Yes, that's the exact same Republican Secretary of State who, after having thrown off the voter rolls at least 200,000 legally registered voters, he decided that, um, well, you know, going to prison just didn't seem so appealing. So he did the right thing once, only to save his own hide, in my humble opinion, of course. Look, I was living there, working as the communications director with the ACLU of Georgia. We did a lot of work to protect the sacred right to vote for everyone. And in October of 2020, the ACLU of Georgia released a report by the Palace Fund, and it was titled, Georgia Voter Roll Purge Errors. In the press release that the ACLU of Georgia sent out, it stated that the Palace Fund report, quote, concluded the state had lightly removed in 2019 the voter registrations of nearly 200,000 Georgia citizens on the grounds that they moved from the address on their voter registration application. However, none of these citizens had moved, according to advanced address list hygiene. Unsurprisingly, the state's removals will likely affect the most vulnerable, young voters, voters of lower income and citizens of racial groups that have been denied their sacred right to vote in the past, end quote. In response, strong, wonderful leaders like Latasha Brown, co-founder of Black Voters Matter, and Sayufat, the CEO of New Georgia Project, and other fabulous leaders and organizations across the state succeeded in re-registering to vote tens of thousands of those citizens 
And they did this in spite of the tremendous hardship that deliberately induced hardship that Rathaglican Secretary of State imposed. And remember, this was 200,000 citizens. And that is one of the secret ingredients that created the Georgia miracle in the 2020 election. We got two Democratic U.S. senators, neither of whom were traditional wasps, you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant men. And that is what pushed Georgia into the win category for our beloved Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden and vice presidential candidate Kamala Harris. The Georgia miracle, focus, grit, elbow grease and doing the work that's behind the scenes, you know, that's out of the limelight. It's nitty gritty. It's hard. It's not fair that we have to do this over and over again, but we have to do this in order to achieve the results that we desire in the political arena. Look, as a people, we have what's known as the American can-do spirit. You know, we can do it. Yes, we can. Si se puede. We can win. Your first assignment today is to decide that we're going to win and that you're going to do your part to help create that big blue wave this November. That's assignment number one. I have a second assignment, though. Your second assignment is to start saying certain things to yourself, to others, and even on social media, you know, where you think it's appropriate. One, we're doing the Georgia miracle all over this nation. That sounds fun, right? It, 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 I promise you, people say, what do you mean? And then you get a conversation started and you say all the wonderful things I just told you about Georgia, all the different groups and how they did the hard work to overcome real injustices. Two, I'm proud to do my part in creating our big blue wave. That's your commitment. It's your commitment to yourself and it's a commitment that you say to others. It will inspire others to say, well, well, what are you doing? And you'll end up telling them and that could inspire somebody else to do more work join with you, that'll be great. Three, you're damn right we're electing at least two additional pro-choice Democrats to the U.S. Senate. We got this. So there you go. Three things. We're doing the Georgia miracle all over this nation. I'm proud to do my part in creating our big blue wave. And you're damn right we're electing at least two additional pro-choice Democrats to the U.S. Senate. We got this. Because I tell you, the combo of all these things that I said today puts your head where it belongs in the game, ready to play as hard as you can and expecting to win. That's it for now. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow and like, rate and subscribe wherever you follow this podcast. And share this with your friends and your family. You can find me across social media at Sassy Political Coach. But for your hell hath no fury swag, you know, a t-shirt, a ball cap, a coffee mug, head on over to sassypoliticalcoach.com. By the way, that's where you can get a copy of the Palace Report also. This is Anna Maria. Now, you go on out and make hell hath no fury our political rallying cry. (laughs) 